Before you start, I think it's important to be clear with yourself and clear with others about how far you are willing to go, right? Because once you start talking about self-management or teal or whatever words you use for this, the genie is out of the bottle, right? And you can't put it back in, right? As soon as you talk about it, you know, people will project all sorts of things onto what you're doing, right? Managers will start to wonder like, oh shit, my job is disappearing. And, and so they will bombard you with questions about what this really means. And so you'd, you'd better have answers for this, right? Um, I've seen some organizations who've had real unnecessary pain um, because they used some words like self-management and then people thought that it meant one thing when in reality management didn't mean that at all. Right? And, and then it took a lot of time to clarify things. Um, so, so what is it for you? Right? Um, to oversimplify, I, I can see at least sort of three sort of big categories of, of where you'd want to go. Um, maybe actually you don't really want self-management in its most precise definition, but what you actually want is empowerment. You want really lots of people like decisions to be pushed lower down, but you actually want to keep hierarchy simply because you're not comfortable, don't really understand how this could ever work without hierarchy or because your owners, your board wouldn't follow you. Um, so maybe that's what you want, right? And there's amazing things that you can do even if you keep sort of a formal hierarchy, right? Um, if you take Bob Keegan's book about the deliberately developmental organizations, um, you know, all these organizations still had formally some hierarchy left, but they were still doing uh, pretty amazing things. So if people's development is what you're after, you know, there, there's a place to look. Um, maybe there's a different place to look, you know, if you're really into sort of servant leadership, right? There's lots of organizations that do great things like, you know, um, Bob Chapman's book about Everybody Matters, you know, tells the story of Barry Wimler and, and how they do a lot of servant leadership um, while keeping hierarchy. So that might be one possibility. Another possibility is to you know, keep some hierarchy. Basically, you see that in quite some organizations where you have sort of self-managing teams on the front line, right? Um, say in a factory, you have self-managing teams working, working there um, with or without a team leader. Um, and, but on top of that, you have more of a traditional pyramid, right? I'm curious how it's evolving now that Whole Foods has been taken over by Amazon, but my understanding was that Whole Foods had this sort of model where stores were self-managing. You had all of these different self-managing teams in the stores, right? You had the, the cashiers, the, the fresh produce, and, um, you know, the, and the meat, and what, what have you, as self-managing teams in the stores, but then the rest of the organization was more traditionally pyramidal. Um, or you can go for full self-management, right? Where you, know, you, you won't have any power hierarchies left. Um, now in practice, depending on the size of your organization, that, that might take some time, right? A larger organization, that might take a year or two or maybe more. Um, uh, and so it's also important then to clarify uh, what you're doing. But I think it's, it's, you know, it's almost a duty that you have towards people to be clear about what their own future is and for them to be able to project themselves. Um, now, of course, this might evolve, right? You can start with some empowerment and then in the end do some self-managing teams. And maybe at some point you, read, you realize you're ready, the board is ready 
to do so full self-management. Um, but clarify where you're willing to go for now, right? And where you think your, your board will follow you, your ownership will follow you. And so maybe this is a good moment for you to pause this video and, uh, and reflect for yourself, like how far am I willing to go? What, what can I share with other people? Now, another way to look at it, sort of a more nuanced way to look at it, is this question of what are you comfortable to do in self-management and what might be some domains, some topics, some kind of decisions that you're not comfortable yet doing in self-management. Right? And I think it's really interesting to make a list of these things, right? So, um, for instance, you could maybe say, hey, yeah, I understand the advice process, I believe in the advice process, so I'm willing to do self-management. You know, get rid of, get rid of hierarchy, um, of the, you know, the poor power hierarchy, but I still want to keep a veto, veto function as a leader for these four or five decisions, right? Um, I want to have veto power over pricing. I want to have veto power over new products. I want to have veto power over interactions with the board, um, over, I don't know, you know, this or that main client and if we do big changes with them. Um, and I think that's perfectly legitimate. It's much better for you to be clear about this with yourself and then with others and say, hey, I'm really willing to have power distributed in the organization except for these domains. Maybe at some point I will give them up, but right now for my own you know, comfort and maybe for everybody's comfort, it's, it's better to keep that sort of in a more traditional top-down control um, setting. Um, and, and so yeah, again, maybe you can pause this video and do this exercise for yourself and make this list of what are all things that I'm willing to have organized with self-management and what are some of the veto rights that I want to have. Now, the, um, the veto right, um, you know, technically, you could also call it simply consent decision-making, right? Um, so for you, those of you who are familiar with that, and so you could simply have the advice, you know, um, process as a basis and then have certain types of decision that require consent decision-making and you're part of that consent, right? It's a, it's a different way to say that you want to keep sort of a, a veto right. Um, now this exercise that, I, that I've just suggested you might do um, can also be really interesting to engage the board. So say that you're ready for self-management, but yet you feel that there's some resistance in the board. Um, rather than having it as a black and white decision, so the board approves that you do self-management or the board says, no, this is crazy, let's not do it. You could frame it differently where you say, hey, which are the domains where you feel as a board that this is too early or that this feels too risky because you don't understand it. And so which are the domains that you feel should be under my direct supervision as a leader of this organization or you know, under your supervision? And so again, you can make a, a list of that. And that might take away quite some fears from the organization, from the board, and give a green light to do all of the, all of the rest. So again, I would just urge you to have clarity around how far you go, because once you start talking about it, the genie will be out of the bottle and people will ask you all sorts of questions. And the more clarity you have, 
the more pain you'll avoid by having people misunderstand it, project all sorts of things, and then you'll have to run after the facts and try to clarify something that could have been more or less clear from the beginning. Perhaps you've noticed there is no paywall, no monthly membership to access this video series. That's because the videos live in the gift economy. This is how it works. I gift everything that goes into making the videos, my time, energy, and insights, and you get to choose what feels right to gift back. Please take a moment to reflect on what would feel good to give in return to help me continue doing this work. Thank you.